Hello and welcome to another episode of You Guessed It, sitting in my room talking to myself. Yes, it's me. I'm here again. This is my only expertise, apparently. Um, yeah, so today we are doing a little bit of a short episode because I have some big plans for the next few weeks and I want to make sure I have time to do all of those. So yeah, sorry if you hate it, but here we are. Anyway, today I'm going to talk about um, having a portfolio website because I think this is important, not just for freelancers, but for literally anyone in this day and age because... Yeah, we live in the internet time, and uh, that's it. So everyone needs a portfolio website, I think. I've had my own SamanthaTatro.com since I was like an infant, but I don't think you need to have it at infancy. Um, but I do think you need to start building your own portfolio website pretty early on, especially if you're in college. Like, that's the best time to do it. You should have it mastered then, and you will look super professional when you're able to put it on your job applications and your resume and you can put it on like um, a business card if you want to really be ready to roll. <laughs> it looks really good just in general to be able to give someone an address like that. You can use it in your email signature and you definitely should. You'll look super professional. Everyone will be jealous of you. So yeah, let's talk about that. I actually have an entire post on my website on this on samanthability.com but it's sort of old so I figured I'd touch on it again. And basically, you just need one. Like, I don't care what you're doing. You can be a freelancer. You can be a professional, just like someone who wants to apply for regular jobs. Or you can just be a blogger, whatever. You need your own portfolio website. And this could be separate from your blog. It could be the same as your blog. Mine is personally separate. Um, it's what I use for my freelancing clients. So when I'm trying to apply to things like freelance writing gigs, I will send them to my portfolio website instead of sending them to my blog because it's a little more tailored to what I'm doing. Sometimes I'll send both, but just to be clear, my portfolio website has like info about me. It has my social media links. It has my projects. It has its own blog <laughs> and it has um, my portfolio with my most recent publications. So I feel like that's useful to have all in one place instead of sending them to a blog, which can be a bit confusing. So yeah, you need one. Basically, that's it. Uh, it's not optional today. And so how do you make one? Here's the big question. I've seen a lot of different portfolio websites that I think could be better, and I've seen some that are exceptional. So you basically just need two things. You need somewhere to host your website, and you need a custom domain. You don't need to go out and buy an expensive web hosting package. Actually, I would rather you didn't because it's not really worth it. Um, you'll see a lot of people use free websites like WordPress.com, Not.org, or Wix.com, and those are both great. Um, WordPress is more of just for um, content management, so it's not going to have as much options by way of design unless you go self-hosted, which is an option, definitely. Um, but if you want something that's more um, catering to design, you'll probably want to choose a Wix website or Squarespace. And with both of those, there's a free version, I think. I don't know about Squarespace. I know Blix has a free version. I'm telling you not to use the free version. You might be able to do the free hosting. Um, that's probably fine when you're just getting started. Same with WordPress. But you definitely need a domain name. So how do you do this? Domain names are not free, contrary to popular belief. You actually need to purchase them. So go to, my favorite is um, namecheap.com. If you Google, like, Namecheap coupons, you will always find so many coupons. You can get them for under $10 for a year um, for the domain name with privacy protection, everything like that. So good deal. There's no reason to not have a custom domain name when you can get it for $10. Uh, 
get that. Um, I would recommend custom or private hosting, not private hosting, but paying for hosting just so that you don't have to worry about um, a big corporation owning your content or anything changing on you without your permission. Um, like with Wix, I think with the free plan, it's going to have like a sidebar thing that says like this website is hosted by Wix. That's not a bad thing. It's just not great. Like it, it doesn't look super bad, but I think it looks better without it just shows that you're really professional and you take yourself seriously. And if you want to purchase your own hosting, I would recommend going through a website like HostGator, uh, which is a shared host. You can do a shared hosting package for pretty cheap, like under $10 for hosting and a domain name. Um, you can go to my website again if you want a guide on how to do that, but you can just Google it too. You can also use GoDaddy, Bluehost, um, any of those are pretty good for just starting out if you want some cheap, since you don't really need a lot of storage or anything. And next, you're going to want to design it. Um, I think if you just, you don't have to buy anything fancy. I would just get a, like a blog template. That's probably fine. Um, if you go on Etsy and you go search like uh, WordPress themes or Wix themes, I don't know how Wix works. Um, they already have their own templates. But if you go to WordPress themes on Etsy, you can find a lot of really cheap ones, like $5 that are really cute. And just find one that's pretty simple. I think when it's your portfolio website, unless you're a graphic designer or a web designer or something like that, in which case you should probably take that a little more seriously. But if you're not, then like for me as a writer, I would focus more on a blog design since it's more catering towards words, which is the focus. Um, that's probably the best way to go. So what do you actually put on your website is the question. So a lot of portfolio websites have too little on them and they're sort of uncomfortable because you're not really sure what you want the person to do when they get to your website. So I think you need a couple of things. First, you need your links to all your social media. This is not where you're going to put the link to your Tumblr with like your weird Harry Potter fan fiction. Um, you're going to instead keep that to yourself. You're going to put all of your professional quote unquote um, social media. So your LinkedIn, your Twitter, if you're tweeting like regularly and it's not embarrassing, your Instagram, if once again, it's not embarrassing, just stuff like that, um, that you would want potential employers to see. Basically always keep that in mind when you're posting on places. Um, just make sure you'd be okay. If someone who's going to hire you saw it, if not, then maybe don't post it or just don't advertise that social media channel. So keep that in mind. You also need an About Me page. I could do an entire podcast on an About Me page, and I probably will. Um, about Me pages, in my opinion, should be in first person. They should be actually useful. <laughs> that sounds bad, but they should actually be more about you as a person. Like, this isn't your resume. Your resume could be a separate thing. You don't need to word this like your objective section in a CV. So just be very straightforward. Be like, hi, my name is Sam, and I live in Orlando, and I'm a writer. That kind of thing. Just down to earth, like easy to understand. No one has to like use the glossary to figure out anything in your bio. Um, it should be pretty quick too. Like this isn't a place for you to write a novel about your life story. Just maybe a couple paragraphs, short paragraphs about um, maybe your educational background or when you're graduating college or your career goals and some of your experience. Perfect. Done. Maybe put some interests. I love to do a fun fact section. That is my favorite. Um, but you don't have to if you don't want to, but just keep it upbeat. This isn't really your resume, so don't be too obsessive about making sure it's super professional um, in like uptight language that seems a little too rough for a website. Next, you also might want to put your CV, your cover letter, your resume, that kind of thing on this website. You can make its own page. 
Um, I have a page on my portfolio with my current and past writing experience. This is different from a portfolio. This is where I have like my past positions. Like I have my last position at a marketing agency. I have some of the stuff I did in college that's relevant to my career goals. So this is not where I put my retail experience. It's unless that's relevant. This is not where I talk about how I worked in a restaurant or any of that. This is just where I talk about my writing experience. It'll be the same for whatever you've done. If you don't have any experience, put your education. You can put some references. You can talk about maybe relevant classes you've taken or some online courses or um, certifications like HubSpot has a lot of great certifications. You can talk about um, maybe your goals. You can talk about some projects you've worked on, even if they're not paid. Like volunteer is always great. Um, Any kind of school project that's really relevant, these are fine. Put these there. Good job. Next, you're going to want some samples, portfolios, projects, whatever. For me, that means a portfolio, which links to my samples. So I have a very organized portfolio with different types of writing I've done, and I link to those publications so they can see that they're live on actual websites that aren't mine. (laughs) I do actually link some to my blog. Like if I have a really good blog post that I'm especially proud of, I will link to that. But in the most part, I link to outside websites. If you don't have any published samples, that's fine too. You can link to a Google Doc. You can publish them on that website. You can um, just include a snippet. Like sometimes if it's ghostwritten, you're not able to um, really link to it because your name's not on it and you no longer own the content. So in that case, what I would do is take a screenshot, not of the whole article, not of the website or anything. Just take a screenshot of like maybe the intro or like a particularly good section. Like maybe there's one part in there that was really detailed and you had a lot of good statistics and you did a really good job tying it all together. That's what I would focus on. Just a screenshot because then it's not like um, readable by Google in that way. So it's not going to be flagged for like a repeat duplicate content. So that's a great idea for sharing a little snippet if you don't own the content. Um, fun fact. Um, also, if you're not in the writing industry like me, you might want to include relevant projects, like maybe you did social media for a local company, or you've worked on a project for school that's sort of relevant to your goals. This is where you'll list that. You might show pictures, you might show screenshots, you might show um, like a book report, I don't know. Whatever is relevant here, it's up to you, but try to keep it really tailored to whatever it is your professional goals are. This isn't where you need to list every single accomplishment in your life. Don't put your 8th grade science project. Don't put like your random recommendation letter from the lady you babysat for in like in like 12th grade. Don't do that. Keep it specific. Don't overwhelm people because no one's really going to like page through your website like that, especially future employers. So don't overwhelm anyone with too much content. Just put the best stuff. Like if there's something you're not sure if it's the best stuff, probably doesn't need to be there. Finally, you might want to put a blog. I think everyone should have a blog on their portfolio website. I know it is so much work to have a blog and a portfolio website and then put a blog on the portfolio website. Sounds counterintuitive, I know, but I think it's actually really beneficial for attracting people who are looking for, like, uh, to hire someone in that industry, even if it's entry level. Um, it, It just helps you build authority. It'll show that you know what you're talking about. So on my blog, since I'm a marketing writer, I do a lot of posts about like ways that marketers can reach their audience through content marketing, ways small businesses can um, target people with great content, like basically just tying in my services, showing why they're valuable and showing that I know how to do my job, basically. Um, 
portfolio samples are great, but also being able to show that you know your industry inside and out and that you're learning about it, even if you're just new, just showing that you're open-minded, you're a strong writer, or you have great ideas, or you're still really focused on growing your skills. Like These are great things that employers want to see. Even if you're just applying for freelance gigs, having a blog on that website shows that you're actively updating it. Also, if you just go to a website and you see like a blog or you see like some stale pages that clearly haven't been updated in like six months, you might think that person is no longer working or isn't looking for a job or just isn't open to new contracts. Like that's not something you need in your life. So instead, always have fresh content. I'm not saying you need to post every week. Like who has time for this? But maybe if you can do it once a month, something small, just like 300 to 500 words at least, just talking about something, (laughs) something related to what you're doing. It doesn't have to be a personal post. It can be something um, about a new project. Talk about a new project. Talk about your year so far. Talk about um, new things you're trying, uh, new technology you're excited to use. All of these are great ideas to just make your website look fresh and updated. And so when someone goes and visits your website, maybe a potential employer, they'll be like, oh, this is fresh. They recently updated this. They must be actively looking. They're clearly really up in on the industry trends, etc. So it just looks good. And that's that. That's how you make a portfolio website. You need to have an about page. You need a, a custom domain name, which should be your name probably, unless you have a specific business name in mind that's relevant. Unless you do have that, you should probably just make it yourname.com. Um, you also might have a resume or a cover letter. You also want a link to your social media and you will have samples and a blog. That is the secret formula. It's not rocket science. Just make sure it looks good and that you have your best work on there. And you will be able to put it on business cards. I have mine on business cards. I feel so smart handing them out. Give them to my friends. Like, I'm giving them to random people. I'm leaving them places. Um, They're just really nice to hand out. Or to just, if you're talking to an employer at a job there, just to be able to write down your website. Like, you're going to look so legit. They're going to be like, wow, this this person has their stuff together. Like, wow, A+. Give them a job. Maybe. Maybe not. But (laughs) it's always a good thing to have. It's super cheap and easy to get set up. So, like, why not have one? Yeah. So this was today's super short <laughs> podcast. Uh, I hope you learned something. Either way, um, I have some great content coming up in the next few weeks, and it's all going to be really exciting. So thank you so much for listening, and I will see you all next week. Make sure you visit my blog, SamanthaBillity.com, or follow me on Instagram, or do whatever. I don't know. Live your life. Anyway, see you next week. Bye.